What's going on, guys? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of Serendipity Podcast, man. Having a great time. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today, Oak? Yes, sir. You know what it is. You done seen it before. Today, we're going to talk about gender roles, results versus outcome, deconstruction, and the power of healing. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. Peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of Serendipity Podcast. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. What's happening, folk? Man, we greatly appreciate your ear, your time, uh, and you being here with us. But, um... Oak, you know how I go, man. Want to get right into it. Yes, sir. Got a quote card from D. Sugar Boo and Company. Sugar Boo. That's the stove. Sugar Boo. Okay. Right? Uh, it says, this is the beginning of a new day. You have been given this day to use as you will. You can waste it or use it for good. What you do today is important because you are exchanging a day of your life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever. And in its place is something that you have left behind. Let it be something good. Uh, I actually have this quote in my office. Mm. Uh, I came across this quote when I was uh, 18 years old. Coach Willie Hunter, Clark Atlanta University. Yeah. And, um, you know, he used to. So the things I did, you know, would do with you guys, I, I didn't pull it out of the air. So, you know, we would meet as a group, as a team, whatever. And um, so this is one of the ones that just stuck with me. Yeah. Because it's like it's this exchange. Mm-hmm. To me, I think about reciprocity. Yep. Right? What you give, you're giving something to get something. Mm-hmm. So today I'm going to give the best that I got, and I'm going to get something in return. When I get that in return, it may not be immediate. Right. But what I've done is I've put something in place today mm-hmm. that's going to be there for somebody else to pick up. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, it's 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 very colloquialism for us to say I'm picking up what you're putting down, right? right? But what I'm putting down, hopefully that when you pick it up, whenever you pick it up, is something that you can use. So every day you're putting down something. Mm-hmm. Every day you're putting down something that is going to be useful, hopefully, for somebody else. To pick up and use. And then once they're able to use it, they put it down for somebody else to pick up. Right. Absolutely. So every day you, you're exchanging your time, your energy mm-hmm. for whatever you trying to get in return. So what I hear is like, like, for instance, say you can waste it or you can use it for, for good. good. Yes, sir. So we go back to the choice that God gave you. You can waste it or you can use it for good. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means you have the choice to be your best self or you have the choice to be less than your best. Yep. The catch is choice. 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 Freedom, liberation, mm-hmm. efficacy. Yeah. That's that's what that's what the essence is here. You have the choice to waste it or use it for, use it for the good. What you do with it today. Mm-hmm. Is important because you are exchanging a day of your life, life for, it. for it. Yes, sir. Strong there, Doc. Strong. You're exchanging a day of your life for good strong. 
or you're exchanging your exchanging a day of your life and you're wasting it. Yeah, that's strong, man. And when uh, when we put that in perspective and look at it through those lenses, then now you kind of begin to be able to say, you know what? What am I? What am I doing today? <laughs> what am I doing today? It gets me two o'clock in the evening. What have I done? What am I doing today? What you doing? Right. Man? What right. you doing? What you huh? doing, man? Yeah. Is it is it beneficial for you and beneficial for others? Is it healthy for yourself or for others? Mm. Or are you just wasting it? Mm. Is it toxic? You know, we you my man gone. Whatever. Yeah, it make me think about the quote that says, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you sow. So, yeah. Right? And I always think in terms of um man, just sow your seeds, man. Like in the Bible, it says some gonna fall on good ground, some gonna get caught between the thorns and the thistles, and some not gonna resonate at all. Just sow your seeds. Yeah. And so every single day, man, when I think about, you could waste it or you could use it for good. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna try to sow my seeds, whatever that is, right? Whether it be in my career, whether it be as a father, as a husband, as a friend, as a big brother, as a son, just get up every single day and sow my seeds. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap. By the seeds that you sow. Sow your seeds. What you doing? Right. Right? And so let's get into it, man. What's on your heart, man? Let's talk about it. I got a question for you. Yep. Um, what are your three greatest lessons as a husband? My three greatest lessons. Being Allison's as a husband. husband. What has Allison... This, let me say it another mm -hmm. way. What has... A woman taught you. What has a woman taught me? Man? And in this case, you yeah. know, the one that you go, you know, lay down and wake up with every day, Allison. Yes, sir. I, I, that's who I had in mind when I was thinking of this question. Mm -hmm. Right. But let me preface it with this. We oftentimes, I, I know as men, um, we'll, because we're in, a, in, in our relationship to a woman, right. what they kind of press us to do mm -hmm. you know because our first relationship to women is as a son and that's my mother right and she's pressing me to be my best self mm -hmm. where what i'm really asking is what is it that allison has taught you from her own brilliance mm -hmm. not because she's a woman but because right. of her brilliance right right that what are those lessons or what are three of the lessons, two of the lessons, however you want to mm -hmm. ring with it. But the spirit behind the question is, um, what is it that this woman has taught us? Because we grow up, again, mm -hmm. in trying to dispel this notion of gender roles and, and, and whatnot um, as men trying to make sure that we are able to receive the brilliance of men as much as we receive the brilliance of women mm -hmm. yes did i clarify that is yes sir it, that makes sense absolutely okay picking up what you're putting down i got you uh two of the most powerful things that that i've learned grasped you know been able to acquire as a result of my wife's brilliance is uh the greatest gift that i could give to my children is showing them that i love i respect and i honor their mother Mm -hmm. Right. And just how it impacts them when they see, you know, a healthy relationship between me and their mother. 
but also um I would say my wife have taught me um how to love her mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. not from the standpoint of the way that I want to love her but she's taught me how to love her in a way that's fulfilling and energizes her Got as it. a mother as a spouse and just her as a woman right because it's like when you look at the love languages mm-hmm right mm-hmm my wife introduced me to that I wasn't really privy to that I was doing what I thought might yeah. work right I'm out here on the limb like <laughs> I think she might <laughs> you know what I'm saying I think this might work you know I think she might she might rock with this right she rock with this yeah yeah, yeah. I'm out there like that right yeah. And when she introduced me to, we read the book together, right? The Love Languages. Yeah. And when she started breaking it down, like I, I was like, bro, the light bulb went off for me, right? And it started putting things together. But also, she taught me to value things in such a way, like I tell you all the time, like one of the most pivotal moments just in my career as a speaker came as a result of a lesson with my wife. Mm-hmm that changed and altered my whole career. And I don't think I would be in a space and place where I am just as an orator in my career with the world, whatever, if that moment didn't happen, right? In terms of trying to exchange and accelerate in my career and taking my wife's kindness and support for granted mm -hmm. because she would say, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Go, go, ain't. And because of how long I had known her, right? Yeah. Right. Taking right. that for advantage. Right. Until one day it blew up. And when it blew up, I got it. Right. It's almost as if um, it's like when you start to learn that um, that money and time, the difference of it. Right. You can always make more money. But mm -hmm. if you miss that birthday, it'll never be another birthday. Yep. You miss the ninth birthday. You'll never be it. will never be another ninth birthday for you and that kid. Mm -hmm. You miss that anniversary. It ain't going to be another 10th anniversary. And yep. so starting to value my priorities different because of a lesson that I learned with my wife trying to accelerate my career, but also learning how to love my wife in a way that's fulfilling that energizes her and not just what I want. And also learning to, you know, appreciate her for who she is and not for who I want her to be. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about yourself? Um, I think, you know, for my, my wife, Miss Tamika, um, I've learned the the notion of intense consistency. Intense consistency, yes, sir. Because um, the things that she's passionate about, mm -hmm. she's passionate about them um, probably more consistently than most people that I know. Like most people are consistent, but it's an easy consistent. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like the uh, thunderstorm. It comes, boom, 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 and it goes. It's like a hurricane. It comes, boom, boom, boom. No matter how intense, mm -hmm. then it goes, yeah. right? This intense consistency allows you to go and be and, and become another version, a better version of yourself. Because there, as you keep going and keep growing, mm -hmm. that, that obstacle keeps getting stronger. So it takes a, a greater level of intensity from you. Yeah. And but a consistency, uh, that's where mastery resides. Right. Right. So to be to really press for me, my next level of mastery, I believe the universe uh placed us together because 
I have always been cool with consistency. Right. But I needed a a a, a thunderstorm then the sunshine, then another thunderstorm, then the sunshine of consistent, right, intensity. Yeah. I got you. Right? So uh, from that, that's that's something that she literally has has taught me, not not something that I, I gleaned from her, but she, she teaches me that. Like, you got to do this, mm-hmm. or you got to. And sometimes I become less than my best by thinking that she's trying to, you can't tell me what to do. Why are you trying to tell me what to do? I'm losing my, you know, so I'm, I'm losing it. I'm like, you know, yeah. right? <laughs> and so, you know, I have to take a moment, whatever. Okay, this A, what I asked for. I asked God for this, mm-hmm. right? And then B, because I got it, then God said, this is what you need. Yeah. It's only when I'm less than my best, only when I can't locate my ego is when I don't receive it. Mm. Because what she's saying is for the greater good. Yes, sir. Right? We yes, just sir. got kindly bending the arc of the universe mm-hmm. because that's what is needed. Now, whether she knows that or not, I don't know. Right. But that's who, that's who she is. It is a consistent intensity. Consistent intensity. I like that, man. Yeah. I got a question for you, Oak. Um, so even with what you just asked me, it produces something, mm-hmm. right? On the other end of our actions, it's going to produce something, right? Whether it's consistent intensity, whether it's learning how to love somebody, it's going to produce something. And so I want to I wanna know your perspective on the difference between results and outcomes, mm. right? Like, how do you view results versus outcomes with situations, with life, whatever the case may be? What's okay. your insight on results versus outcomes? Results versus outcomes. Um, it depends. Well, first off, we, we, we got wordplay. Yes, sir. So I want to be real clear on that. Doesn't matter which one I attach. Mm-hmm. Results. Is one thing, outcomes is another. So, which means, let's say results, right? Right. Let's say the result of the game was the Hawks winning. Mm -hmm. The outcome is they now are number four seed in the Eastern Conference. Gotcha. Right? So, the the result is kind of what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. The outcome of that is what cascades and manifests as a res- as a result of what happened. Yeah, right. Or we could flip that around. Meaning, the wordplay of it is outcome could be the Hawks won. The result of that is they fourth, you know, the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Right. Right. So, you know, for 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 communication purposes, we can attach the definition to either one. But the difference is there is something that happened. Right. And then because that happened, what? Right. I got you. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm not smart enough to figure out which one is which. But I I, I will say, you know, you got a cause and effect. Yeah. As an as as the effect. What the effect was what? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like the next step of, um, you know what? You came, you went. Uh, let's say Allison's love language is 
um, uh, acts of service. Right. Right. So you went and washed the car, got the tires fit, you know, whatever, cleaned it out. Woo, 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 mm. Right. That was the result. Right. Maybe. The outcome is when the kids go to sleep tonight, who, well, who knows? Might be looking at a third one. <laughs> right? You see, yeah. you see what I'm saying? I got you. You're picking up what you. I'm putting out. I got you, right. Doc. I'm so picking it up. You, <laughs> you can, you're doing something, boom, and then what it results in or what, what the outcome is, mm -hmm. how it affects going down the road. Yeah. Right? I got you. So, you know, you, you graduated school. Mm -hmm. What what would you call that? Yeah. I graduated two degrees, three degrees from Tennessee. Okay, is that an outcome or a result? Yeah. Now, whatever you call that, that leads to boom. Or from the serendipity, you you know, September the ninth, fullback running down, boom, 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 collision, that happens. All right, that's a what? Right. Result. Okay, if we want to call that result a result, cool. The outcome is you're affecting millions of people's lives. Right. Right. Or we could say the outcome of the the kid from Air Force in the collision was what happened, and as a result, right, you're affecting millions people's yeah. millions of people's lives. Right. Interchangeably. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, the word, whatever words you want to put with it is cool. The definition is what it is. Like one is, one happens, and then after that happens, something else happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, man, because, like, I use it a lot in sports with results and outcomes. That's why I ask, because I look at it in terms of the outcome is a closed deal. You mm -hmm. win or you lose the game. The results tie more to information. The results tie more to process. The results tie more to mm -hmm. strategy and what we do with it, mm -hmm. right? Based upon, all right, we lost. That's the, the outcome. outcome. How you. did we lose? And, like, I like what you're, what you're saying because it's based upon approach, situation, interchangeably, either word, right? Based upon our approach, how we view it, what we're going to do with it. And so I like that because I didn't view it like that on the front end. I viewed it as, all right, the outcome, you win or you lose. The results, let's take the information that caused us to win or lose, and let's try to apply it and do something with it. And, and so I like and so, that. And what happens, it, it becomes cyclical, mm -hmm. right? So using, say it again, what you said about outcome, what is outcome? Closed deal, you win or you lose. Right. Okay. So you win or you lose, then from that becomes the results. So right. as a result of winning and losing, or let's say we won, as a result of us winning, we're going to implement this particular game plan mm -hmm. next week. Right. Right? Then now you got to go back and get another outcome. Gotcha. Yeah. That outcome comes, oh, we didn't win. Mm -hmm. So now you got to get a different result. Yeah. So it becomes cyclical. Yeah. Right? I got you. I'm picking it up. Yeah. That's what we got. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did it again. <laughs> did it again. Did it again. Did it again. Um, I wanted to get into, um, I don't even know what it is, but I had this scenario. One of my teacher, former colleagues, we, uh, she was a teacher, Miss mm -hmm. Washington. Shout out to Miss Washington. Um, shout out Miss Washington. 
and uh, she 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 posed. She said uh, she had went to a baby shower. Okay, gender reveal. Gender reveal. And um, so you know, everybody knew that. Well, it wasn't a gender reveal. They had already revealed it. So it was the baby shower, they knew it was a boy. Okay. So everybody bringing the, the, the gifts for a boy. So this couple brought a pink teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And the parents was like, oh, no, we, we know. We, we, you know, I'm sorry. You know, it was a, it's a boy. They're like, yeah, I know. It's a boy. We, we felt like they should have a pink teddy bear. And so the the parents to be was like, nah, you good on that. We're not accepting that gift because mm. we're not we're not trying to have our baby boy have a pink teddy bear. Mm. So what's your your thoughts in terms of who in that instance? Because the the person, the couple who was presenting the pink teddy bear, mm-hmm. were being dogmatic about you should take this because. What's wrong with it being a pink teddy bear? Yeah. The couple that was being, um, that was the parents to be, they was like, nah, we trying to raise our boy to be a boy. Mm. We don't want a pink teddy bear. So yeah. we're not accepting it. Mm. Right? Yeah. So what's your thoughts? I think um, on both sides of it, you know, both are entitled to their opinions and their feelings about, you know, the situation and why they did what they did. Right. In terms of I would like to hear, okay, why did you bring the pink teddy bear? Just the thoughts and the perspective. Her perspective was her perspective was uh, um, that this boy, baby boy, should not be limited to um, the precepts of society. Right. That, you know, blue and whatever all the the connotations that we put to boys, they shouldn't be limited to that. Mm hmm. Yeah. So he should be, he should take, you know, he should experience this pink teddy bear. Yeah. And on the other side of the spectrum, they're saying they don't want their kid to receive a pink teddy bear because of what? Because it, it will um, remove them or move them from, move their, their, their boy, their, their son's precept about being a boy. Like mm. it will introduce the possibility of not being a boy. Mm. Yeah. In terms of what they understand being a boy is. Right. So my thought process about it is <laughs> on both sides <laughs> of it, they entitled to their opinion, you know, in terms of how they view it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, that's adults and that's grown folk stuff that, you know, the kid just happened to be in the middle of it. But the thought process and the perspective is rather interesting, but I think both are entitled to their opinion and how they feel about it um, because, you know, that's their angle. Yeah. Like I can't I can't dive too deep into it. Um, I, I feel as if if the kid was a little bit older and whatever the case may be, teenager, whatever the case may be, I could deep dive on it, but, you know, you're the good doctor. I'm sure you could pull some up out of it. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Nah, I, 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 I guess I put myself in the, in the sense of okay, these two couples are close to me, and I'm in, I'm able to have the ear of both of them. Um, I, it's their their issues are mutually exclusive. Okay, because what the 
the parents who are offering the gift, ultimately what they're trying to offer mm-hmm. is um, certainly a perspective that should be explored. Right. Right. Yet in this moment is not the time to be dogmatic about your perspective. Mm-hmm. So honoring the moment. The right. moment is the baby shower. Right. Right. The moment is festive. Right. The, and so one could, I could come and say, you know, I understand, you know, about the pink teddy bear, whatever. That's your business. Cool, cool, cool. No pressure. Because it, it, it's irrelevant whether I agree with any of them or not. Right. What we're trying to get to is the principle of the thing. Yeah. It's the principality of the thing, Smokey. Always. Right? Always. So then the principality of it is you, the parent who, the pa- the, the couple who, who were giving the teddy bear, mm-hmm. you knew it was going to be controversial. Right. That's why you did it. No question. Right? So you at least owe the honor to the parents. Hey, this is what we're thinking, what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because as a community, you got a community of folks there who are all either parents, about to be parents, you know, aunties mm-hmm. or something. So this is a moment to really enlighten or at least bring another another perspective to the community. Yeah. Right? So, hey, what do you think about we're going to bring the pink teddy bear? Da, 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 or just giving them just on some basic general level. Mm-hmm. You, you could have gave her a heads up. No question. Right? Of what you you were doing, she could have said, "Okay, I'm cool with it," or she could have said, "Nah, don't do it, please." And if you still did it, now now you in the Something wrong different. because you went against, yeah, my wishes. wishes. Yep. Right. So as a friend, now we I don't care what it is. I don't care if we talking about Pino. <laughs> I don't care if we talking <laughs> about forks and spoons. If my wish is that we all bring forks, yeah. and you bring a spoon, yeah. and you know I'm saying I want forks. Mm-hmm. You so now you just coming to be contrary, so you want to hijack my 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 celebration. <laughs> so you want hijack, right? Because that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, like it's a fine doing. line between no you know. Make sure you don't hijack it. Mm-hmm. Although the lesson that you might be trying to to bring or teach to the table is very legitimate, right? But don't. But you can't use that the lesson to hijack the situation, right? Absolutely. Time mm-hmm. and a place for everything, right? Right. So. You know, um, that's 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 it, and 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 really getting into, um, and I'm just very interested. Like I keep asking you about, you know, I didn't have biological sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How cognizant of you of gender roles? Yeah. In terms of teaching. Yeah, very. Um, in terms of, at least I think I am, but in terms of just being blessed with a boy and a girl, you mm-hmm. know, in the house. And seeing how they respond to situations and learning very early that if I would task Ink with something, you know, Jay would be like, no, nah, dad, I could do it. Like in a in a way to where she like she ain't backing down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, no, nah, Jay's cool. No, nah, dad, I could do it. Watch. Mm-hmm. And we'll do it. And so looking at things from the perspective of both sides, but also even with me. Right. Not being the father that. All right, my wife's supposed to wash the dishes. She's supposed to wash the clothes. She's supposed to uh, make the bed. She's supposed to clean the house while I go out and I be the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. And so when I come in the house, I need food on the table. I need this. I need that. Because of society and the perspective that was formed, you know, I ain't finna put a blanket over it, but in certain spaces, places, and time. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And so making sure I get in there and I wash dishes sometimes. I wash clothes. I love washing clothes. You know what I'm saying? I love one of my favorite things to do in the world. Allison to tell you. Man, I spend 30 minutes making our bed, man. So no. I'm in there on the corner. Squeezing <laughs> it out. And bounce a nickel off of it. Popping the pillow, you know what I'm saying? Man, I spend 30 minutes making that bed, man. Yeah. I take pride in making that bed every day, man. So no. Them kids coming out and I'm making that bed. They might get slammed. You know what I'm saying? Like that type. Oh, man, I take pride. <laughs> I like to clean up. Oh. Yeah. I'm one of them people, man. I love cleaning up, man. And um, but making sure my children see both of them that in our house is no gender roles. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're a team. Mm-hmm. We do what we do together and we make sure we make it happen. And so making sure my son understands that and my daughter understands that. But my daughter brought it to my attention. I will be honest early on when I would try to task ink with stuff and she would be like, nah, I got it, dad. Yeah. And she would do it. And so that opened my eyes. You know, how do you deal with that both um, not only with your children, you know, biological, non-biological, but also teaching, like being mm-hmm. in the school yeah. with kids, um, working with both in education, right? um, males and females? Well, first, that, that was the work of becoming a, once I became an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, just from a biological or chronological sense, um, you have to construct and deconstruct what you were taught. Right. Right. So I was taught gender roles. Mm-hmm. Right. I was sh- or, or shown gender roles. So I had to be like, oh, OK, this is what boys do. Girls do. Men do. Women do. Whatever. No pressure. I'm seeing it as no pressure. Right. Right. It's like because. From what the way it was presented to me was everybody was cool mm. doing what they do. All right. So, you know, as a young adult, I figured out, no, nah, that's not the case. Like everybody's not every woman is not cool with cooking. Mm. Every woman is not cool with those traditional, traditional gender roles. Right. Every dude is not cool with those traditional, you know, men roles. Mm. Right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cool with watching somebody car. Yeah. Like that's not I do it. <laughs> I'd rather go cook than watch a car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So but those, you know, we're talking about the general. So what I had to come to was, um, what is it that brings you peace? Mm-hmm. So you saying, I love making the bed, right? I love cleaning. Yeah. That's the it. What is it? Do what you love. Mm-hmm. That is the role. Yeah. So let's let's take the gender off of it. What's your role? Yeah. Your role is do what you love. Mm. Now the catch is when you're trying to get me to fall in love with what you love. Yeah. Or I try to get you to fall in love with what I love. Mm. Right? If I love cooking, then you don't have to love. It should be something functional like you could do it. But not necessarily you got to love it because I love it. Right. Right? So that is yeah, that's good. for me in terms of the role. In terms of the roles, it's not gender specific. It's love specific. Mm, I like that love specific. Right. What you do? What you love, do man. If, you love. if everybody in that house, everybody in that community can do what they love and still have a piece to where they are able to be held accountable, mm. then you're gonna win. That community is gonna win. Yeah. 
right? Because the reciprocity is in the is in you loving doing what you're doing. Mm. That's the reciprocity. That's the reciprocity. That's love specific. Right. That's good. You want you want love roles, yeah. not gender roles. Love roles, not gender roles. I love that. You know what I'm saying? My auntie Vicky's gonna cook uh Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. If nobody else cook a morsel of food, she's gonna cook it from you know, the, the appetizer to the dessert, mm. right? Yeah. But that's what she loves. Mm. That makes her feel good about who she is. Yeah. As a result of doing that, we literally eat off of her love mm. for doing it. Yeah. Right? It cascades down to us. That's good. That's good. You know? So, like, I, I love teaching. Yeah. So, or I love to do talk about math. I love talking about football. So if you interested in football, if you I love kids, I love mentoring. Mm-hmm. So if it's something that you in need of or want to learn how to mentor, then I'm doing what I love to do. You just eating off of it. Yeah. Right? I got you. Yeah. So the roles, but we get we get tricked into thinking that they're, you know, or or not trick. It's just from generation to generation. That's one of those things we're talking about breaking the, breaking the generational curse. Yeah, I want to I want to touch something that you just said. You said um, deconstruct like the mentality, mm-hmm. right? And I was talking to my little cousin um, about deconstructing the mentality, right? About if you if you're not growing, if you're not developing or even seeking growth and development as a person, what was once your advantage can become your disadvantage if you don't deconstruct the thought process, behavior and actions. OK. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when you're young, you're taught certain things that may serve you in a certain way. Right. As you grow, as you develop, as you learn. Now, when you become a lot older become a little bit more experienced, get a little bit more exposure. The things that you learned when you was younger in a certain environment, if you never deconstruct, what was once your advantage can soon become your disadvantage and destroy mm-hmm. everything that you've worked to acquire, everything you've worked to accomplish, right? Why is deconstruction so important? Just not with what we're talking about specifically, but just in terms of the journey of growth and evolving as a person, get into a space and place to where we're willing to self-assess and say, all right, man, this is cool. And the reason I'm asking this is because we're coming up on the end of a year, mm-hmm. right? Getting ready to roll into a new year. So it's going to be a lot of New Year's resolutions. It's going to be a lot of declarations, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be a lot of goals, dreams, and aspirations. And so can we get to the space and place as people to where we like, all right, man, let me self-assess. This no longer serves me with what I'm trying to do and accomplish. These people no longer serve me for what I'm trying to do and accomplish and get into that place to where we're willing to deconstruct, self-assess so we can grow into the people that we're trying to become. So at every moment, right, Mm -hmm. you have to make the decision to pick up or put down. Right. Right. The discernment between Okay, does this serve me going forward? Mm-hmm. If it does, I keep it. Right. If it doesn't, I put it down. But what I what the, this experience that I'm in right now, do I pick up this experience, this mm-hmm. new experience, or do I put it down? That whole process, right, gotcha. is part of the deconstruction 
But um, it's part of the deconstruction process of moving forward because you may go up until this point. I needed a nine millimeter, but going forward, yeah. right? I need a I need a bow and arrow. Mm. So if I keep this nine millimeter, this nine millimeter, because I'm in this room where the bullets bounce and ricochet off, and I shoot it, boom, it gonna, boom, come back Over and with. kill me, right? Yep. But this the bow and arrow, if I got the bow, it sticks into the wall for whatever mm-hmm. reason. You know what I'm saying? Just Absolutely. using an analogy, yeah. right? So at every turn, at every new moment, you got to s- decide the the tools that I use to get here are those gonna be the tools that I need to get out of here. Mm. Yeah. Cats say to me, oh, I was in a small group years ago. This is when I first started thinking about it. My will start turning about it. I'm in a small group, and they asking questions, and it's like a spiritual experience. And the man that was asking the questions, he said, um, is there anything in your past that you feel like you're running from or you're dealing with? Right? So cats start answering, yeah, man, this, you know, this, this. So he got to me. I was like, yeah. He was like, what is it? I was like, poverty. I was like, I don't want my my children to grow up and experience some of the things that I had to experience. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, are you in poverty? I was like, nah. He said, stop running. Just that simple. I got back to my room that night and I thought about it. And when I thought about it, I thought about it in a different way. I said, man, what's all the things that I've affected and impacted in a negative way because I've been running from something for so long Mm -hmm. from my childhood Mm -hmm. that I'm no longer even in the situation, but I'm still running because I never deconstructed the mentality, Mm -hmm. right? But I've been destroying several layers of my life because I've still been running with the old thought process and I never updated my software for where I am. Yeah. Right? And so when we talk deconstruction, I think it's something that needs to be addressed, especially on the road to growth, man, and accomplishment, because sometimes we're still carrying that old baggage and these old things while trying to accomplish new things, and we never deconstruct and update the software. So the way in which you deconstruct and update the software is to be cognizant of healing. Yes, sir. Every day. Every day we got to heal from something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whether that's um, from the scars and, and just from your skin. Heal, healing is taking a shower, mm. right? That's one of the things, you you know, we were talking about one of the I didn't mention. Man, I, it, it, for me, I didn't value mm-hmm. how important taking a shower was because I thought it was just, oh, you take a bath because you need to just clean your body. Yeah. Right. It was only when uh, Tamika really taught taught me how healing it is, Hmm. rejuvenating it is. Yeah. So now I take a shower not for to smell good, Mm -hmm. but I take a shower because it's part of my healing process. Mm. It's part of the rejuvenation process. Yeah. You heal every single day. So now you begin into every single day. Right, you got to be in in a healing space. It's not wait until something happens, wait until you get wounded, right? It's understanding that healing because forces, even gravity, right? Think about it, right? Because I ain't telling you what I know or what I feel. I'm telling you what is mm-hmm. gravity, right? 
is pulling down on you. Right. Every day. It's it's so subtle, right? Which is why, you know, people get the wrinkles and all that. Yeah. You age and this, that, and the other. So every day we got to be rejuvenated. Hmm. It's good. So that's what the deconstruction, where it starts. I got to heal every day. Hmm. Now for people, you know, our ancestors and people who uh, come from um, have the African tradition and uh, people of African descent, you know, we are traumatic people. So our healing must be really on the forefront. Yeah. Every day. Every single day. Right. That's how you begin to deconstruct what was constructed. Yeah. Because the purpose of what was constructed for our intake was not for our betterment. Hmm. It was for somebody else's betterment. Say that again. The construction of our, I don't know what I just said. The construction, <laughs> see, how do I say it? It's like um, about intake. The construction of our intake, meaning yep. the images, mm-hmm. right? What we see, um, what we deem to be beautiful, wonderful, you know, divine, was not for our upliftment. Yeah. Right? So we are, we are traumatic people by birth mm. in America. Mm. So then our healing must be on the forefront of our mind. Yes, sir. We want, we think, or we go into, or you know what? We want economic empowerment. Yeah. I, I believe everybody should, do you know what I'm saying? No poverty. Yeah. Right? Wonderful. We want educational upliftment. Wonderful. Reparations. Reparations. Wonderful. Right? But if it doesn't start with healing first, mm-hmm. you can get all of that and we're still going to be a traumatic people. Yep. Which is why we go back to the cycle of you can win a lottery and be poor next year. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. It happens. Too. Right? You can have umpteen millions of dollars, but all the people in your house are looking at you. The only reason they're there because you got money. So yep. if you did, if you were not wealthy, they'll walk out on you. Out of there. Right? Yep. Because you're not healing. Mm. And been there. Yep. Been there. You know what I'm saying? So healing must be the first you know, the first and foremost on the agenda. That's how you begin to deconstruct the past atrocities, the past wounds that um, we've experienced. They say, be careful when you're reaching for the stars that everybody you love don't get burned up by the heat. Yep. yep. Got to heal, baby. Got to. Got to heal. And it, 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 you, we got to be cognizant of it. It has to be something that is on the forefront of our minds. Yeah. Yeah, for real, got man. got you. For I real, got you. because... Tell me, you know, and I um, this thing about um, mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the forefront, which is, I think, wonderful and great. It's going to get us down the road a little bit. Yeah, it's going to push the culture. But I was reading something just today. It was like as as men get older, they become more and more isolated. Yeah, they have fewer and fewer friends that they can confide in in a in a very vulnerable type way. Mm-hmm. Right. Outside of their significant other spouse or whatever, they're not spaces for men to do that. Yeah. Now, women, on the other hand, you know, have a few other spaces where being open, being vulnerable, you know, their close circle of friends, but they have them. Absolutely. Right. Which to me, it got me to thinking like, you know, I wonder why, why women live longer than men. Because mm. I think a lot of it, a lot of it we, we carry with us. Um, and we don't, we're not open. We're not in places where we have true 
um, spaces for health mm-hmm. and healing. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. We got to, I think we got to make sure that we're very cognizant of creating those spaces for men to, um, to have where you can be vulnerable. It's very important. Where you can be transparent. Very important. Need it too. I mean, you, you, you in the, in that, that, that circle, you know, you have your, um, your group texts, yeah. you know what I'm saying? With your different, with the different cats that you have come along with. And how is that? You know, yeah. How important has that been? Like I know with Mayo and them, y'all yeah. chop it up, whatever. And and see, what's always interesting to me is like, man, these cats, you know, they they see in the world playing ball, doing this, that, and other. But it seems like the joy that they get from just just being around their partners and mm-hmm. and being in a safe space, yeah. chopping it up. No doubt, no doubt. It's dope, man. I think I think more than anything. It's like that human factor, right? Yeah. That, you know, when a cat is going through something and they confide in you mm-hmm. and whether you just hear them out or you share a similar experience, it makes cats realize that, nah, bro, you're not alone. You know, and I think we all need moments like that to where we can express things. But I just think even on a deeper level with the way young men are raised, mm. right? Don't cry. The generals and, yeah. and things about gender. be strong. Don't okay. cry. Don't say nothing. Right? You good? Right? Get up. It's all good. Now it's moments and times for that to teach certain things, lessons, whatever the case may be. But just the whole thought process of this thing called crying, mm-hmm. right? And associating that with weakness. Yeah. Right? Like it's so it's so backwards, right? It's so backwards to think when a cat cries, that's weakness, right? It's so back. The thought process of how young men are raised. And so you carry that with you in terms of fatherhood, mm-hmm. being a young man. And now you can't express yourself. Now, emotionally, you incarcerate it, yes. right? Yeah. Emotionally, yeah. you incarcerate right. it, right? And you find yourself in certain relationships. And what's that quote that says, be careful. You don't cut on people. You don't cut people and bleed on them that didn't deserve it. Something along the lines of that because emotionally you incarcerated. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to express yourself. You're not willing to. And so when I think about just being vulnerable, man, and expressing yourself and being transparent, I'll never forget, Oak, when my injury first happened, Tennessee set me up with a therapist, right? Never forget it. They came to me. Inc., we want to put you in therapy. You went through a traumatic experience, this, that, and the third. My reaction Young, not knowing, not knowing better. Man, I ain't going to therapy. Why are you going to therapy? Y'all think something wrong with me? <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> right. They, they like, no, nah, I don't think that wrong. Just something traumatic, man, that you went through, right? We gonna see, we gonna set you up the appointment. I go in there. I'm cold to my man. My man, he sit behind and say, "How you doing?" I'm cold. I'm good. Yeah, you think? Yep. I'm out of there every day. Fifteen minutes. It ain't yeah. even last a week. Right now, where I am, by the grace of God, you know, I've been dealing with my situation in a good way because of people that I've been around, you know, my foundation. And but now thinking about Mm -hmm. it, the man that I am, the age that I I ought to took full advantage of that. Right. Just having somebody to express my thoughts to 
mm-hmm. how I was feeling at the time. Now, luckily, I had those people in my life, from you to my guys, my roommates, my mother, yeah. my father. Luckily, I had those people. But if I didn't, though, and right. I would have shined away from that therapy, oh, man, I'd have been. Right. I'd have been done. And and the thing is, he, I, I, it goes a couple, a lot of different ways, but you say I've been done, right? Jada and Ink have been done. 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 Allison, done. You said, you see what I'm saying? So, ooh, I'm gonna let that sit on you for a minute, brother. Yes, sir. You know, because these, these actions and mm. inactions and how they affect and cascade to all of our tentacles. You know, saying all the people that we touch and that touch us for real. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that you you were talking, I think the reason that boys are not taught to cry, mm-hmm. subconsciously, I think we we'll take crying on on the surface. We say crying is being weak. Right. I believe that. I believe that's what people think. Not right. that I believe that personally. I believe that's what people think, right? I think subconsciously, we're, we take crying to be a form of manipulation. Mm. Like, look at me and give me some attention. Mm. And we, the issue for me then becomes, I will accept manip- manipulation from a girl. I mm. won't accept manipulation from a boy. Mm. Yes, sir. That's problematic to me. Yeah. Right? On the flip side, like, no, no, you're not going to be manipulative. If if you're hurt, cry. Right. If you want attention, say you want attention. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't ask, don't have me to have, try to jump through the mental and psychological hoops of what you need. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Your finger hurt, your heart hurt, he broke up with you, she broke up with you, cry. Mm. Right? Because you're hurting. Right? In terms of you want attention. Yeah. Because that's what happens. That's why you learn how to talk. Like a baby cries because they want the attention of their mother, their father, whomever, because they want a bottle. Mm. Right? There's something that they need. Now when they start crying, it turns from crying as a form of communication to crying as a form of manipulation. That's why you're saying, hey man, don't be crying. Mm. Unless, if you hurt and cry. No doubt. If you hurt and express yourself. But don't cry because you want somebody to come over and just just kiss on your little boo boo, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Your little scratch, whatever. (laughs) If that's the case, say, hey, I I really would like healing. Right. Meaning, because once you get the opportunity to use words, then let me teach you how to use your words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Because. Now we can remove the best we can, remove the, the possibility or the opportunity for manipulation. Absolutely. Right? So that's where the whole, you know, again, that's being transparent. Yeah. That, yeah, I'm just trying to manipulate you. I just want your attention. Mm. Yeah. And so the flip side of that is in terms of like with some women, they've been taught to use these mechanisms of of crying or being angry using their emotions to manipulate Mm. rather than use your words Mm. i don't like how you did that i would i wish that you they gonna gonna get you huh they gonna come at you true 
Them women on the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you saying I, I cry to manipulate you? No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> saying that might be a possibility. You know I'm saying let's, let's make sure we, you know if you say? hurt, if yeah. you hurt, cry. Yeah. Right. Right? right? But that's the level of self-reflection. Because this is what I'm, what I'm saying is, <laughs> for me, seventh grade, boom, playing, we were playing dodgeball in the gym, in PE, you know, war ball, whatever. I backpedaling and fell, fell on my shoulder. Yeah. It was sore. It's hurt. Got football practice, got a game. I'm like, oh, you wrap my shoulder up. She's like, for what? Mm. You, you're not hurt. You can lift it up. And I left, and I I don't know why I thought this way. It was like, why did I want the attention mm. of having my shoulder wrapped up? Yeah. Right? It wasn't that I was hurting. I wanted the attention. Mm. So I wanted the kind of, you know, the glorification, oh, you went out there and played, hurt, yeah. and still – Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. We do. And and not that we're always cognizant that we're doing it, right. but we do that. Absolutely. We call for, for sure. attention. For sure, for sure. Right? So all I'm saying is let's discern, let's be mindful of, let's have the conversations about what are these tears? Mm-hmm. What is this call for help? What is it? Is it for attention or is there something amiss here? Yeah. Is, there, is there something that needs to be uh, healed or whatnot? Right? right? So I got you. Um, it up. I got you. I got uh got one question for you, and then you know we can we can keep it pushing. Ain't, would you rather be a winner or be great? Would I rather rather be a winner or be great? Would I rather be a winner or be great? So I would say. Uh, me, I would rather be great, right? Because if I'm if I'm great, I give myself the opportunity or the chance to be a winner. But mm-hmm. just because you're a winner, that doesn't always mean that you're great. Mm-hmm. You could have just fell into the right situation. Mm-hmm. You could have just fell on the right team. Mm-hmm. You could have just fell around the right resources. That doesn't mean that you're great, right? But if I'm great, I give myself the opportunity and the chance not only to win at what I'm doing, to win at several things in my life, mm-hmm. right? And so I always think about it in terms of the public success, private failure. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. That's you can be a public success and you can win, mm-hmm. right? But you're a private failure, right? Yeah. But you won public success. Everybody see you. But if I'm great, I am who they say I am. Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real. Yeah. Right? And so I would say I would rather be great. Right. Because I give myself the chance and the opportunity to win. A winner is not always great. You could have just, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Right. Right. What so, about yourself? I, I look at it or when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about winning is um, getting the validation, the outside validation. Mm-hmm. Right. Getting the, the exterior validation. Yeah. The exterior praise. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, he's a winner. She's right. a winner, right? It's it's like what people are 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 pouring onto you. Being great is how close do you live up to your standard? Mm. Yeah, that's good, right? Your standard, your standard. That's right? good. Winning is that's what somebody else said you're supposed to do. Mm. Like there are some people who they'll say, "Man, I love to win. Yeah. I, I, I hate losing. Yeah, I want to win." 
right? I'm a winner. Yeah. Because you know what that would afford you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about it. Right? Yeah. The what 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 winning guarantees you. Yeah. The cat who is great is like I don't care about winning. I care yeah. about competing. Yeah. I compare I I care about being my best self. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then as a result, if your talent in whatever particular arena you're in, if your talent suggests or dictates that you have more points at the end of the competition, mm-hmm. then cool. Right? Right. But being great is maximizing uh your potential. Mm-hmm. Maximizing who you are. That's yeah. that's being great. Yeah. That's internal. That's between you and the universe. That's between you and God. Winning is between you and, and the public. Mm. External. It is external, sir. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when somebody's cause now I can say I want to win in regards to um manifesting my relationship with God. Right. right, that's cool, but again, we as we talked about earlier, these terms that we're using is not as important as the narrative that we're putting with the terms. Yeah, right. I like that because I can say, a, I, to me, being a winner is dot dot dot. To you, being being a winner is dot dot. Cool. Right. What's what we got to ascertain and uh, discern is what is the dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The dot 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 for me is what I hold utmost is my relationship to uh how I'm walking with God. My relationship to how well am I manifesting what the universe why the universe sent me here. Right? Gotcha. So that's that's where I am about winning. Yeah. And being great. So man, um We're gonna shoot him a couple. I got you, man. I got you. We gotta get into this rapid fire. The first word I got for you is different. 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 Who sang that song, I'm Different? I'm Different. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, that one. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm Different. I'm different. <laughs> I was thinking about this, man. You got a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people who are great, yeah. right? A lot of people who are, who are exceptional. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, LeBron James is great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got... Uh, um. Cats like Aaron Rodgers, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Then you got cats who are different. 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 Right? They, so When they describe them, they say they different. They different, right. There, there's really not a definition that you really can put to it except they're different. Yeah. Meaning everyone is, all the great ones at whatever great, right, they're unique. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got, Let's say public speakers. Yeah. You got Dr. King. You got the preacher down here. You got the preacher down there. You got the leader over here. You yeah. got Barack Obama. Da, 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 da. Then there's different. Different is something that you can't really quite not. Oh, oh, I can't. I haven't quite really put my finger on to say different is this right here. Dot dot dot. Right. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry is different. Yeah. Right. For sure. Different in the sense of the 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 way in which his ego does not get in the way mm-hmm. of his performance, mm-hmm. right? So different is there's a a, a a a force by which the dude I don't talk about had on a game that 
transcended a jump shot, transcended mm. defense, transcended the tempo of the game. It was just different. Right? So different to me is, I put it like this. Jay-Z is exceptional. Is mm-hmm. an exceptional lyricist, rapper, performer, however you want to call it. Yeah. Andre 3000 is different. You know, now. Right? You know. See, you would never say Jay-Z is different. You know. Now, we can say how great as how you great he is. Right? New York City. Right. Right. New York City. Right. South got something to this, say. Right. This is what I'm saying. Even like like Big Boy. Yeah. Big Boy is talented. Right. Can rap his ass off. Mm. T.I. Yeah. Give it to him. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of cats who can get in that booth and spit it. Yes, sir. 3K. Andre Benjamin? Yes, sir. Different. Different. And what gives, how I know that is because my 18-year-old son, I've been telling for the past 15 years, called me yesterday and said, because uh, the little joint he did with Kanye, mm. he's like, Andre, Andre 3000 different. Yeah. I've been listening to him this whole semester, right? He's different. Different. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if it resonates, but there's a difference between being great and you being different. Yes, sir. Being exceptional and you're different, right? Yeah. So when I hear different, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for who's different. Mm-hmm. And there's only a few people who are different. Yeah. Everyone, I, you know, most people are great and exceptional in whatever lane that they're in. Mm-hmm. Then you got a few people who are different. Different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. 3K is different. Talk to me about uh, loyalty. Loyalty, um, I think loyalty is something that's extremely powerful uh, to some people's fault. Yeah. Right? Because I think loyalty is a thing that a lot of people in the world um, oftentimes don't understand or misunderstand, and it causes people to take advantage and manipulate a person's loyalty. Right. Because I I look at loyalty as one of the strongest forms of love. Mm -hmm. Right. You love a person so much that you're willing to be loyal to them beyond situation and circumstance. That's how I view loyalty. Just a sheer force of love. Yeah. Right. Powerful love uh, that tends to get manipulated and tends to get misunderstood. Right. But I think it's one of the most powerful creative forces on the face of this planet. Loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah. My next one for you is um, Harriet Tubman. Standard accountability um, is bigger than me and you. Mm-hmm. Harriet carried a gun, and if you were out, uh, if you were in the way of this progress of us getting north, you gonna catch the end of this bullet. <laughs> Regardless of your race. Oh, say Harry carried that gun. Right. That yeah. gun was meant for anybody who's getting in the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So this this steel eyed steadfastness, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. This this level of consistency. Right? And commitment to this thing, this goal of freedom. Mm. Right? Not it wasn't not necessary getting to the north or getting to Canada at my commitment to freedom. Yeah. And going back. 
because my commitment to freedom. Man. You know how freeing it is for me to get out of this slavery situation and to go back in it and then come back out of it again. Different. Uh, right. Well, that's what I'm that's what we talk what we're talking about. You're different. Yes. But having a steel fastened to that, I'ma hold the mission, the goal, the the community, what we're going to do is bigger than you, me, him, her, her, or her. Yes, sir. I'm gonna get with John Brown because John Brown talking that talk that I want to hear. Mm. Right? I don't care about his his race. Mm. Got me? But also, I'm coming up on you. No, we can't go because the master them said we can't move. Okay, you in the way, or if I suspect that you about to tell, or you about to turn tail and run, I'm going to shoot your ass too. <laughs> yes, sir. Talk about it. That's that's a, that's that's what I mean by that steel-eyed, steel-eyed, right, wholehearted focus on what it is that we're having to do. That What's our goal? Yes, sir. Right? And if you're in the way of that, mm-hmm. Over because it's bigger than me. Because mm. I'm doing this, and guess what? I'm coming back. Yes, sir. This ain't just about my freedom. This is about our freedom. It's about the notion of freedom. Mm. The notion of freedom. Friendship. Friendship. Um, man. Sheesh. Very few. Very few. As you grow older, will understand the true essence of the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a friend, um, a friend is one that's going to be there for you in all seasons of life. Mm-hmm. That's what I consider to be a friend. Not just when you up, not just when things are going well, when you down, when you confused, when you depressed, uh, when you anxious, when you're trying to figure it out. A friend. The Bible says what? There will be a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There will be a friend that will stick closer than a brother. And so for me, when I think friendship, that's a person that's going to be by your side through all seasons of life. Right? Going to love you, going to support you, going to ride with you, right, wrong, and indifferent. Yeah. But as you get older, as you get older, very few will understand the true essence of the word. And there you have it. There you have it. I just gotta say, man. For for me, I've been blessed to have uh, two cats who are my friends. Yeah, yeah. Tavares Hope, Reggie Huff. Yes, sir. My friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every everybody, you know, I got real close relationships with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And and not comparing or whatnot, but when we talk about friendship, those are two two brothers that that come to mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no questions asked. I need you. They on the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They on the way. Yeah. We appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for your time, y'all support, lending us y'all ear. Be sure to comment, to share, to subscribe. Be safe. Peace. Always assume the positive. Peace.